episode two of the Player Chatter Podcast. Um, this is a live one. Episode one will be coming out soon. It's still under the works of editing. <laughs> Sorry for that. Two before one, second best versus the worst type shit. But today we'll be talking about the trade deadline, second half of this 2022-2023 NBA season. And we are going to take our picks at the end of the season awards, the year awards. So first, you know, we're going to get into this crazy trend, trade deadline that some people are hailing as the best ever. And I wouldn't be mad to say it is, because it is pretty insane. Yes, sir. Old friend, great gamer. Hey, by the way, before we get into it, bro, do you still play? Get even play a single player games? Okay. Okay, be better. I can do that. Maybe at the time I can I can start asking you about that. Cause I remember. Um, I think you were playing, forgive me if I get it wrong, I know Persona 5, but you were playing some like Star Game, I forgot what it was called. Uh, yes, that. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, glad to have you here, man. You are my first guest. It is cool to have you live as well. Like, this is really a great experience that we're about to have right here. I hope to have a lot of fun with you. just freaking insane. I mean, I'm not saying it's not worth the haul that they got, but geez, that's a big move for Brooklyn, especially after moving Kyrie to the Mavs.
Yep. Especially with that, you know, whole tie up between the fourth and thirteenth seeds to be, you know, a total of four to six games back apart entirely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you look at the records, you know, like, I'll say quite a few teams are positive, but, you know, most teams are right above or right below 500. Is Lonzo still out for you guys? I'm sure that's a big part of it all. Well, hold on, I don't, I don't, I don't want to step off the nest too. I don't want to step off the nest yet because I feel like there's still, there's still a lot to talk there. Unless you want to come back to me. Okay, cool. All right. Westbrook, man, my man. Mr. Why Not. Actually, that's, that's a good move for them. That makes sense, but I still feel like with Zoe out, you like his productivity could still help. In the long run, like would you resign him after the year? No. Thank you. 
I mean, same thing with the Wizards. I mean, when you have Bradley Bill, it's the same case. Like, who do you really have to help him over than Bradley? But, I mean, that's that's the reason why, though. I mean, how I mean, how you go average a triple-double playing with LeBron and AG? So it's not that he can't do it. It's just, you know, he has that equal caliber, even greater caliber playing alongside him. He didn't have it in case he didn't have that in, in Washington. Right, right. So, what kind of player do you think you guys would need? Like, what, what kind of point guard are you suggesting they they target, or like, what player do you think would fit for that? That was for who? Like, how do you feel like a Malcolm Brogdon type player? In a trade? Well, obviously, yeah. I can see that. You're definitely correct. You're you're completely right on that. And that's how it tends to be for like the smaller guards. And you got Vujovic at the five. Yeah, as long as he's not freaking yo stepping air balls. I mean, if it's we could just throw in there that they did move Jay Crowder for five second round picks. 
it included still, you know, the four first rounders and the pick swaps that they got from Phoenix already. That alone is crazy and no positive for their future. And then you could just talk about the recent game performance. Like before all these new players are added, Cam Thomas alone, like three games back to back to back, 40 game performances. Did he? I hope not. I, I swear if he did, that would be the dumbest thing. Yeah, you better not have moved to it. Cool, cause oh man, that would be so dumb. I feel like him, him and Claxton cannot be touched right now. Oh, which one you talking about? No, they wouldn't. Okay, yeah, that's one I definitely, I, I didn't hear about. That's interesting. I don't know who that is. take a step back and look at the Nets roster right now. Um, how are they looking? Okay, so we know they have Cam. We know they have Claxton. We know they still have Ben. Ben who can still contribute, you know, offense and defense. Even though his scoring output isn't there like it, like it was, you know, earlier in his career with the Sixers. But it's not. I mean, actually, they're playing the Bulls right now. Thirty-six, thirty-two. Oh. Oh, they. I kinda can't mention this player without talking about that Kyrie move. But so, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll stick to the Nets and how they're moving on from that big three era, like you said, with the Harden, Kyrie, KD, they're officially you know, taking that step away from it, like how Orlando did a couple years back with Aaron Gordon and Vujovic. They you know, just send both of them out. Pretty much at the same time. No question about that. But I like how they're looking though. I like the fact that they're definitely 
Yeah, they're going to be a great addition to the team. McHale and, and Claxton holding out a defensive effort. Reliable stretching cam. Well, you got both cam. Teams that have made little moves, you know, you got Miami, you got the Hornets. Um, one that is again talked about too much because of that big Phoenix. Okay, let's talk. Let's, let's let's touch on that Phoenix part. We talked about the next side of it, but we didn't we didn't get to Phoenix. How they kept the core three and CP three Booker and Aiden got rid of some depth, as people are saying, but I still think they can hold it together with what they have. I don't think so. I think it might be after the next season. I can check. I'm already on it. Um, nope, it says he has three years left on his contract. Three years on the contract, you know, um, see, yeah, like, people could say they got rid of death, but they did add TJ Warren as well. They, the KD is a, is a big addition. Oh, yeah, they did get Darius Baisley for, um, Dario Saric. That's a nice addition, too. And that should mean Darius should be getting some more minutes. Exactly, and I feel like, you know, for Darius, I mean, not as only is he a good addition to the Suns for, you know, losing Cam. But, I mean, like I said, if he gets more minutes, you know, that's that's a positive on his side, too. Because he was kind of getting overshadowed in OKC, even with Chet being out for the entire season. I did a four. I did a four, and, and they put like Tory Craig into three. <clears throat> that offensive firepower is going to be crazy. It's just what can they what can they do in not even going to say like the half court defense because team defense is important. We we pretty much just saw that in Brooklyn with KD and Claxton, what they could what they could have done. So we can see what KD and and Aiden can do defensively together in the half court set. But I'm more worried about transition defense. 
Like, if it's a breakout transition, who's going to be that hustle guy to take to run the extra mile to get that chase down? Or, you know, to, to halt the play a little bit? Exactly, and three, if not all four of them, I believe, have been dealing with injuries this season, so we also have to take that into play. Like, they're all good right now, but, you know, come deep playoff run, are they all going to still be here? I do want to see CP3 get a ring. That's my favorite player. I've been trying to base my own style off of him since I've been playing basketball, but... I just hope he's there to actually win it and not just sitting on the bench watching. Oh, me neither. I didn't, I didn't start getting good at shooting to probably like 18, 19. Did the Blazers scout with them? I'm sorry. And then the Blazers also got Matisse, right? Or did he go somewhere? Where did you say he went? Reddish and Matisse. That's some that's some good moves on the wings. And then uh, they still have Winslow, right? They should. And they, and they didn't have to trade Simons. Winslow.
I mean, it is Portland, though, to be fair. Exactly, it's Dame Town and, and Simon's Town. It's not like their guards have size, you know. It's not like they're top 25 defenders in the league. Try to I try to explain to people for me is uh I think wing, wings run the league. I can't talk right now. Wings run the league. Not even just three and D's. I'm just saying like the small four, the power four, like your your bigs. Like for one, you already know you gotta have at least one good center, but they gotta be they gotta be more than a good center. They gotta be you know. You have to be able to look at that center and say okay, in the next three years they could be an all star. You know, it can't just be some regular, regular center. Unless you have a lot of wings. Because wings can do anything. You can put them at the 2, 3, 4, whatever you need them to do. And if you have a surplus of that, like, look at Boston. Like, Tatum is the 4. You got Brown at the, you know, the 3. They have a good center. Mm-hmm. Robert Williams. Robert Williams is there. They got a good center. And they got Marcus Smart. Wow. That's nice. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, Robert Williams has this, so he most definitely. And then they got Horford as well. He's been really reliable. What's up? Ooh. And they got Bones Highland, right? They didn't move him after they got him from the Nuggets. I believe they got Bones Highland from the from the Nuggets. That's tough. Yeah. Maybe 
comes around to, to watch Young AI. I could I could say that. Man, I started getting into it around that uh, Miami victory area. I started playing before that, but I started like watching around that. So that was my highlight. And that was a good time for basketball too. Next level. That would be nice. They could use them. They could use them. Even though I like what they do, I do like what they have, especially with Jamal Murray back. They've been killing lately. Aaron Gordon's been killing too. They're chilling. They're chilling. surprised if the Nuggets, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets do it this year, with the way they've been playing, they've been on tear. or would we say like they did it right they took a player built around them they did it right like I'm looking at Aaron Gordon right now though he's, he's been really stepping up lately especially with the assist numbers he's been moving that rock along with Jokic like they're both been playmaking bigs and then Jamal Murray in the backcourt oh man Yes, he has. He's more than, I mean, in Orlando, he was starting to get his shooter touch too, but, you know, now in Denver, like, he's, he's an all-around player. He's a solid all-around player. Exactly. 
man can shift it up in any direction. Yeah. Since his off ball game is off the charts as well. He doesn't have to have the ball in his hand. Okay, I see where you're coming from. Oh, okay. My bad, George. You said you could hardly hear him. Let me see. Nah, you get on. Drish just came in. Ah, uh, miss. Hey, not too long ago, Drish came in. I just gotta turn your volume up. Actually, probably not in my headset. Okay, I figured that out. Can I change that in Discord maybe? Hmm. Maybe that should help. No, I can hear you perfectly fine. Um, maybe it was just the sound of my, of my own laptop. We'll see, we'll see. Five second rounders. Yes. that back part. Run that back part because so folks got Milwaukee got Jay Carter and what else? Or is that it? Okay, yeah. Okay, big move on the Pacers part, first and foremost. Oh, no question. No question. 
Sergi so Barker to back up Miles Turner is a big move. I remember hearing about that towards the beginning of the season as well. I mean, I, a lot of teams could take him. Like you said, the Bulls could take him. I feel like the Warriors could take him. Um, shoot. Well, yeah, probably. But I mean, as far as teams that could that he could fit with. Julius Randle, man. He is definitely, yeah, he is definitely taking charge. And he must be doing something with RJ because RJ is right behind him. How is Derek Rose doing? I see the Knicks are sitting in the seventh seed. They're still they're playing team right now. Um, almost ten games back from the Celtics. They're not bad. They're not bad at all. Yeah, we, oh man, I can't wait to talk about this end of the year awards part of this, this part. I can't wait to get to that section, but I know we still got to cover this Kyrie part. Yes, sir. We'll, 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 yeah, we said this part for the last.
those are the two players that I wanted to, that I couldn't talk about yet for the Nets. In addition to everything that they got from the other trades from like Phoenix and and, and everything else, they also got a great defender in Dorian Finney Smith. And we already know about Spencer Dinwiddie, what he's been doing for the Mavs, so for him to come back to Brooklyn. And they didn't flip him, like, you know, people were saying they were going to flip him, you know, before the deadline, but they didn't. They, they kept him. So paired that with Cam Thomas, Claxton, Ben, you know, and all these other players that they got. With the picks and everything, they are going to be... I, like, I honestly want to keep watching Nets games. I want to I wanna watch some more Nets games after everything they've done. Well, I'd run, I'd still run Luca at the one. I believe it should still be Luca's show. I just, I believe it's still Luca's show. I feel like, um, well, a common thing that people say with the Mavs is that when they find a play that works, they're going to spam the hell out of it. And obviously these plays, exactly. And obviously these plays revolve around Luca, you know, being the centerpiece of it. But he's involving his teammates, you know. It's not just, you know, like an ISO, like everyone move out of the way type thing. You know, he might be in the post, you know, trying to pass out of that, you know. He's doing different things. But now that Kyrie's there, these plays are more, I'd say, like, specified. It's, you know, Kyrie can take the ball, but he can also move well off the ball. So when it's Lucas' turn and they're running a set for him to be the centerpiece of, like, you know, a setup, Kyrie can definitely come in in handy for that. Because he doesn't have to just, you know, come off the screen and shoot it. He can... You can, you know, dribble it out for five seconds and get something out of it. Or even pass it back, you know, Luka can then just, you know, move off another screen off the ball. He doesn't just have to stand still after he passes it off. I'm surprised they didn't go for another defensive wing. should have like targeted a player like Cam Thomas. Not Cam Thomas, um Cam Reddish. Like I feel like if the Mavs had had gone for him, that would have been a great addition to their team. Yeah, they have they have been needing one. I believe they still have JaVale, but They need a player like JaVale McGee for sure. And speaking on their bigs, I think a big part of their trade for Kyrie is that they didn't have to move Christian Wood. Because that third player there is still a big piece for them. 
<laughs> and with um with with Dinwiddie being new to the Nets, this should also give a little more green light, like a little more room for Josh Green to showcase what he can put like contribute to the team. And like you said, with Luca being out. So I'm kind of liking what they're doing. Yes. I like what they, I like what they did, honestly, because they didn't give up much to get Kyrie. Whether he stays or not, they didn't give up much for him. They didn't give up a, a whole bunch of first-rounders. Exactly. And then they capitalized. I feel like the Nets have really capitalized in these last couple of days, in this last week. And I'm excited to see how it turns out. Four out of the starting five players were, came from the draft. <clears throat> Especially from what we've seen in the last decade, like they've been pretty much screwed. I mean, they've been a mediocre team since the Brook Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, the Nuggets too. Minus the Aaron Gordon move. But like with the Nets, we saw that KG Paul Pierce move. And I feel like they've been screwed since then. But... This just came to mind and I know we're ready to get on to, you know, how we're expecting the second half of the season to be, but... Now with Kyrie and KD going, I just want to add this last little piece. What do you think this is going to like come out like? How do you think this is gonna turn out for Ben Simmons? Now he do you like feel like he has more space to do what he wants to do, or what he's. Right now, this season, he's putting up a mere seven, six, and six, well, six and a half, six and a half, shooting about 57 from the field, 
766 is not bad, but it's definitely not what he's what we we know he's capable of more. He's an all NBA caliber player. We've seen it happen, and I guess I feel you on wanting to see him get back to it. Yeah, true, true. But he's also only been play. He's been averaging on under. You know, he's been averaging under 30 minutes. So like, I'm comparing that to what if he was getting like 33, 34 minutes a game. On this team where KD and Kyrie are taking the shots. I feel it. I, I want to see him become an All-NBA player. I want to see him get back to that All-NBA player status. I, I definitely understand that. I just had to get that off. for now. Yeah. Especially him being a non-shooter. No one's gonna really care about the everything else at that point. like with the potential of this team man like like I'm, I'm just thinking about them defensively now they got Ben Dorian Finney-Smith Claxton and Mikhail who was last year a DPOY candidate like this team defensively just from just naming those four players they they should be nice and then Cam um Cam Johnson and well fuck they got two Cam Johnsons now right Oh no, a Cam Johnson and a Cam Thomas. I'm I'm jump tripping. But like, man, they should. Oh man, I'm just I'm just so excited to keep watching them play. Uh, I'm sorry for keep holding this this trade part of this section. I'm just, man, this year's been crazy. Two K's gonna be crazy. Two <laughs> K's gonna be fun. Which one? Oh, yeah. Especially. 
mean, his defensive capability as an enforcer, I feel like they can definitely squeeze him into the role at the two, like what they tried to do with Gary Harris. Especially with like how Paulo's been performing for his. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yet that um the hand injury I believe messed up his shooting. And me personally, all oh good. And I feel like me personally, being on that level of competitiveness with millions of people watching you at all times, to go through that type of injury, yeah, exactly. And people don't. Like, the normal fan doesn't stop to think about that. Like, people talk about Russell shooting, but he had an injury on his wrist or on, on his fingers or some stuff. Like, yeah, your shooting's going to get worse. So what do you expect? If it happened to me or you, yeah, my shooting would be worse. I probably wouldn't be able to shoot at all. said it was just the confidence thing. I mean, for him, you know, being the first pick with that whole trust the process propaganda, like, I feel like that was a lot, of, that could be a lot of pressure. I, I could even say Ben would do the same thing. Because that trust the process thing, that's, that's added attention on top of you being the first pick already. I can't even argue with that because I was watching that game live with the Hawks where he passed out of that wide open layup and I was infuriated. Because I feel like they definitely could have won the next round as well. Interesting thing, but I'm not going to get into that. I guess we got the rest of the season to see how the Nets are going to do. I mean, they're sitting right now in the fifth seed. Barely seven games behind the Celtics. We're sitting at the top, 39-16. Bucks are too far behind either. Um, 
the east isn't too close. The play-in spots are pretty close, so we can see what happens there. But I feel like the Nets, with how their roster is and how the I don't I don't think the East kind of made big moves. I feel like it was kind of all in the West. This trade deadline. That being said, I feel like the Nets can still be in the playoffs. Obviously, they're not contending for a ring. Yeah, exactly. They can like knock it. Yeah, they come in as a seventh eighth seed put up a good fight, win two or three games, and maybe go to the second round. You know, if they start snapping, because no one knows how this is going to play out yet. Clear contenders from the East are the four, the top four, being Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Cavs. Everyone's got their eyes on those four. I'm not gonna sleep on playoff Miami. I'm not sleeping on playoff Miami yet. If they get a spot, there's no telling what they could do. forbid but if nah he isn't nah I hate to see it and he can shoot a little bit but I think the the biggest problem Miami like I said they, they all step up but it's needed in the playoffs they have that intensity and I I've been to Miami games, and that intensity really is there. But, you know, you can never tell what type of injuries. Not even just for them, but their matchup. Like, say right now, they be going against, what, Philly in the playoffs? What if Embiid got hurt? Well, they're more than likely winning that round, then. And then there's no telling what, what can happen from there, because they're going to take that momentum, and they're going to build from that. But as far as the rest of the season goes, people people sleep on Philly, man. People think James Harden is out there slacking. I can't even say he's improved as a playmaker because he's always had this in him. And he showed it, not even just in Brooklyn, but he's shown it way back in Houston. They, they legitimately had him in the lineup as point guard. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I, see, I see what you mean now. Like, he's fully taken on that role. Like, he's completely settled into that role.
Now I want to touch on this defense real quick. I know you're not knocking it, obviously, but I do want to add that for people who don't know, James Harden is one of the best defenders when it comes to guard post-ups. And there has been seasons where he's been top three, top five in like, total steals for the NBA season. I just wanted to throw that in there for the people who, sleep, who have slept on his defense. Yep, but that's not just him, though. That's that's a lot of stars, though. LeBron does it, too. Yeah, what are yours? <laughs> we we will save that topic for a different part, bro. We are definitely going to save that freaking part. That's going to be a good one. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. James Harden, five seasons in a row, he's been averaging a double-double with assists. And it's blowing over everyone's heads. Okay. I want to, I want to touch on that. Now, this is actually, I will say I talked about this a lot in the first episode that I'm that I'm editing right now, but I did I did mention it. Now I feel like James Harden. I feel like obviously he like he could like I'm not saying he wasn't snub, but I feel the perspective to say that he wasn't snub. I feel like Tyrese did deserve that spot, and I'm saying that because in Philly. You have a beat there. When you're looking at highlights, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, no worries. Um. Okay, I was. Okay, I was saying that I feel both perspectives on James Harden being snubbed and not being snubbed because I feel like Tyrese Halliburton deserved that spot, and. Reasons why is because one Tyrese has been great this season. Offensively and defensively. Like we were just talking about defense with James Harden and I had to bring up those extra, you know, little stats to add to his case. But when you come to Tyrese, you don't ha- I don't have to do that. Everyone knows that he's a good two way defender, a good two way player. Exactly, and and another thing for against Harden's case, and it's not his fault, but in Philly you have James, uh, not James Harden, you have Joel Embiid. So when you're looking at the star player, like who's gonna take the shine, it's gonna be Embiid. So he's kind of getting. I'm not saying he's getting overshadowed, but Tyrese doesn't really have that. Like the Pacers don't have that. I'm not saying they don't have a leader on their team, but they don't have that one person that's taking all the spotlight. Anybody can take the spotlight for the night, whether it's Matherin, uh, Buddy Hill, Tyrese, 
Miles Turner. It can literally be anybody on that roster. Where in Philly's case, it'd be just pretty much eating up that entire chunk. So I feel like that helped. Right, if he's injured though, but I feel like for Tyrese, he just has that, he had that little edge over James. Also, that I don't feel deserved it. Um, well, who else got snubbed? Cause I took a look at the starters, but I didn't. I didn't take a good look at the reserves. I do. I know. I know people say that Jalen Brunson got snubbed, but then again, I still believe Tyrese deserved that spot over him as well. He's he's been great for the Knicks, but I still feel yeah I still feel like Tyrese deserved deserved that. Consistency wise, but like I said, RJ has been RJ has been killing it lately for for the Knicks fan. Okay. I hope your team makes it here, man. I like the Bulls. What do you? How do you feel about this city to to Atlanta move? Do you think this is going to be a positive for Atlanta or sitting right now in the eighth seed? 12 games back. Sadiq Bey? Atlanta doesn't have Kevin Herter anymore. Atlanta doesn't have Kevin anymore. He's in uh, Sacramento. He's been playing great for them. They they have DeAndre Hunter. Right, for his shooting prowess, that should definitely fit immediately. That's a tough spot to score in already. Okay, yeah, especially off of switches and stuff. And screaming. That should definitely give some. That should definitely definitely give some assistance for Clint Capella, who's so slow in that department. And they already have that killer backcourt of Trey and DeAndre, uh, not DeAndre, um, 
That's another player that people are saying has been snubbed. But it's, like I said, this is all coming out of the East and it's all in the guard position, so it's kind of tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking at it, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference right now, 1 through 15, and every team on there has an all, like an all-star caliber guard, or like not necessarily a point guard, but a guard in general, minus maybe Orlando. The Celtics have Smart, the Bucks have, uh, whatchamacallit, Drew Holidays, then we're just going down the line, you got Donovan and Garland. You got James Harden, Cam Thomas on there, um, Tyler Hero, Jalen Brunson, Trey and DeJounte, Levine, Van Fleet, Beal, the Pacers have a few, uh, they got Tyrese, the Magic, that's the only exception, Hornets got LaMelo and the Pistons got Cade. Yeah, yep. Lavino and Enzo. Those definitely one of the best, or one of the better playmakers in this league. And his his defenses. People talk a lot about Drew Holiday's defense, but I think Zoe's is up there. In that same caliber. Right. He's rather traditional. How do you feel the? Okay, go ahead. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Um, moving from the east to the west, you know, since they're the the big talk right now. How do you think this Western Conference is gonna play out at the end of the season? Obviously, we I'm putting the Nuggets at you know to one seat. That's indis that's disputable. But now with the Suns. If the Celtics don't take it. 
Milwaukee's. Most definitely. We can only hope that they stay healthy to be able to do that and not end up like how the Nets did with their victory. That's true. They're usually out for a couple weeks. To be fair though, that's all it takes though. All it takes is a couple of weeks for one or two of them to be out to end that season. Especially how it is right now where it's really close. That would mean we have to count with the Warriors. That would also mean we have to count out the Timberwolves who just basically swap D'Lo for Mike Conley. And we never know what this what uh what this cat and Gobert thing is gonna come out of come out to be when Cat comes back. Right, and it's not like you can move one of them off the bench. And it's not like they're going to bench one of them. Oh, sorry. All I said was it's not like they're going to bench one of them. Can't happen. Yeah, 
you still talk, are you still thinking they're gonna double up on Biggs, or you think they're gonna move down? Andre Jumper. Yeah, it's, it's different when it's different when you're in a spot where you can't shoot versus where you have to shoot. You did, but I got I got one more for you. I got one more for you. I wouldn't put it. No, nah, not Chicago, but I wouldn't put it past Houston to pull one of those. We get rid of some of the young talent we've been building and go all in on Cat and you know keep a couple of them. Like if they move Sangoon and some players and like say like they end up with Cat, Jalen Green. Like Tari East or like you know, Jab or they keep like Jabari, and maybe KPJ or you know they get rid of Josh Christopher, Tari East. Like they got a lot of players. They and they just got John Wall back. So they got some players they can move. Like they definitely have trade value on that team. Obviously they didn't they didn't act on it, and I don't blame them for. It. I'm glad that they stayed true to what they're doing right now. I wouldn't put it past them to be, like you know, cause a team that does that. Like how Minnesota just went all in on Gobert.
I am because I want to I want to see if it's the same team I'm thinking. I got I got two teams in mind. Say. Even though I'm, I'm still rooting on Chet, he's been out the season, but... Alright, then I'll, I'll go with my Western team. Um, I was thinking San Antonio. Because, you know, with Popovich and San Antonio, they never shy away from the, you know, Yes, defense, defense, and ball facilitation. And for the East, um, I'm sure the money wouldn't line up right for this. But as far as him being a paint beast, and you know, alongside someone else, where would it really take away from their shine? I think he would fit well with Giannis in Milwaukee.
someone or someone. Yeah. But I feel like him, him and Gobert could be pretty decent in the pick and roll situation. Like, Gobert could screen. He also can go in and do his thing. Or uh, Gobert could do a light roll. He could, like, hit a, like a little close, like 15-footer, 12-15-footer. Or, like, a little floater. Or he could even crash in and, and Giannis could do a dump off. Or, you know, they could just both, you know, be down low, like, like you said, with the offensive rebound. Like, it would help to have that second, you know, offensive rebounder down there. That, I don't think that would hurt the Bucks necessarily. I mean, if it works out the way I said that, I, I'm, I'm, I would hope it would. Then yeah, sure, why not? Because Brook Lopez off the bench would it hurt? And it's not like he doesn't have to come off the bench and play like twenty minutes. He could still play like twenty eight, thirty minutes off the bench, like how Sadiq just was for the Pistons. Like he wasn't starting, but he was playing starter minutes. Pistons with James Wiseman now going along with Jalen Duran and Isaiah Stewart. I mean, he's been playing the power forward for him. So does that put? Does he fall? Does I mean? Anything could happen. Jalen Durant could fall out of the starting lineup. They could exercise, you know, different options between all three of them at the four and five. Maybe they'll run Wiseman at the four, Durant at the five. Maybe Wiseman will come off the bench and they'll keep what they got. Maybe Isaiah Stewart will come off the bench. You never really know. Milwaukee for sure. I don't think they have that that bread with Giannis, Drew, and Middleton eating eating up that salary. Oh uh, no, I haven't. He's coming off an injury, and it was kind of rough the first couple of games, but he's, he's getting back to the group of it. I always respect a player with the number. Made a power family. What a good shit. Okay, okay, um, out of the East, I definitely, like I said, the, the, oh yeah, top four is, okay, yeah, that's, that's staying the same, but as far as five to eight goes, um, like I said, what the Nets have, I can still see them being a playoff team, um, honestly, like you said, the top four won't change, but I can still see, I don't think Miami's gonna move out of that sixth spot. If anything, 
the Nets in Miami will flip. Will flip. Yeah. I don't I'm think. I don't. I mean, the plane goes over to the temp seed, right? Today, off of this instance, I'd say from 10 to 12, I'd say the Raptors are going to take that 10th spot. I think the Bulls are going to do just enough to keep their playing spot. I, I, like, I think all these teams are pretty much going to stay in. If the Nets start doing like a like really bad then obviously your team is going to fill that spot but I don't see them I don't think the season is going to last long enough to necessarily fall below the tip seed I think they have enough firepower to maintain just like I do with Miami like I feel like Miami is going to hold in to miss that play in Like you said, just with the West, I mean, now that I'm looking at it, it's kind of hard to say, especially with the first four big locked in. There's not that many spots left. But if it comes down to the playing, if I had to say who's taking the seventh and eighth seed out of these teams, I'd say the Knicks is going to be in there. And. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying how the Western is, is, is like hard to choose from because of their their situation going on. I'm saying the East is kind of hard too because the first four are locked in so there's not a lot of spots left. But if I had to if I had to say the play-in was to end today like the teams that are going to lock in at that 7-8 I'd like to see the Knicks and the way Toronto is I, I'd want to say that Toronto would be that sleeper to, to sneak in in that AFC. Just with the matchups there between that play-in I think they come out. Siakam is an is an uh, like you said unspoken leader doesn't really like get the credit he deserves. I feel like that goes for a lot of the players on that team. I feel like Van Vliet is really dictated as that as that one guy, but I feel like OG is there as a veteran leader. I feel like like you said Siakam there as a veteran leader, and I can see like. I can see I I feel like I can see everyone game ripping off on Scotty. Scotty isn't the most consistent scorer, but he's right. He isn't the most consistent scorer. He isn't the guy that's always gonna give you like fifteen plus tonight. Sometimes he has like twelve points. Sometimes he you know has eighteen. Sometimes he has thirty. 
great. He's just a, a solid player all around. That's really what the Raptors have in their wings. They're all solid players. They can defend all five. They can all handle the ball. They can all shoot, drive and draw attention, and move the ball. MVP and we'll, we'll both you know say our selection uh, I'll go first on this one I I think you'll could just take it this one again It's the obvious choice. First seed, the the, the numbers, um, the playoff projection is just all there. Coming off of you know two back to back, you know kind of already helps this case too. Like I just don't see any other team as like if I had to say who's winning the finals right now, I'd I'd say it's the Nuggets. Like I can't solidify any other team that's going to the finals. Like the Celtics are good, but I can't say like they're going like they're definitely going back. I can see the Nuggets definitely pushing through. The Nuggets have been like that for the last couple of years. There's always been injuries. Jamal Murray gets hurt, MPJ got hurt, critical situations, and they didn't have the depth to handle that. But with how Eric Gordon is right now and how everyone else is playing on a high level, they definitely have that drive right now heading into the second half of the season. Yes. Especially as a playmaker, like with them not having a a dominant, you know, facilitator. And they have nice guards, but I don't think they have a dominant facilitator. They kind of all play off of each other, like how the Spurs play off of each other. And he has that. He has been that center focus for that. He can handle the ball as well, and you know, create. He he's been a great creator for that team. And adding on to that, I feel like Jalen Green can also be an honorable mission, especially if he, he's been making 
major league since his rookie season. As far as, you know, performance, but as, you know, as, in, as a leader as well. I feel like he's, you know, coming into realizing his role on this team and how 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 much he has to be able to force her to the rest of the team. Like he's very he's realizing his position. He's not just, you know, one of the top drafted players on his team. He is, you know, the player to build from like I don't I don't really know how to how to put that into words. Yeah, he like he's he's learning that he's the franchise guy, that it is his team or something in that sense. Yes, multi, multi, hands down, it should be. That's an interesting one. There's many candidates for that one. Um, I actually want to hear your, predi- your prediction first. Okay. It's interesting on both of those. And what I was going to say, because I, I just went in had a look, that like the, the odds this year for DPOY. Now, I, I remember talks about Bam being in the DPOY race last season, and I was happy for me. I don't have a favorite team, but if I had to choose, it'd be Miami because it's my own team. And Bam is right now sitting in second for the DPOY odds, only behind Jaron Jackson Jr. in Memphis. Right now, right. Oh damn! Right now, the DPOY odds are saying Jaron Jackson Jr. sitting at number one, and as follows: it goes Bam, Nick Claxton, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis at five. Yeah, I would have never guessed Brooke Lopez. I feel like Giannis will be on there for a good minute throughout the next five, ten years. Coach of the year. Um, I'd give it to the Celtics coach. I, I, I want to give it 
I wouldn't give it to the the um they have Yudoka as their head coach, right? I wanna give it to him because I feel like they face more adversity than the Nuggets this season. Like I said, the Nuggets were pretty healthy this year, aside from Jamal Murray, but they had Jamal I mean not Jamal, they had Jalen Brown out for a good length. They had Robert Williams out for a good length and then, you know, back and forth with, you know, everyone else. Um, Brogdon has been looking really nice. He's fitting more into the offense now. Like, I, I feel like, and like you said, the East is kind of harder to play in because of how balanced it is. So I, I feel like they they have that. That's, that's where I'm going for coach of the year. Rookie of the year? Ooh, MVP. Forget rookie of the year. Oh, we already did MVP. <laughs> you don't get remember. Rookie of the year is the last one. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Paulo and my audible mention will be Jalen Duran. Yep. You got more than enough room to do whatever the hell you want to do. Especially with his his size size and stature. <laughs> he has the most space to. He has the most space to play. Jalen Duran for the Pistons. I feel it. He's been hitting the glass pretty hard. podcast he had with JJ Reddy, bless you, about, um, it was a podcast on him and Tyrese, had, oh, it was a podcast JJ had on him and Tyrese, and it was a really good listen, but yeah, I forgot about him too, he's definitely, I'd say he's out of them three for sure, Jaden Ivey has been looking good in recent, but it hasn't, you know, been throughout the course of the entire season.
Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Especially if Matthew is a good, uh, like a good reason why they made it. As far as production, like overall goes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Dang. Um, I can't wait till we get back to this. Really, it should be coach of the year, MVP, rookie of the year, DPOY, and most improved. That's all of them. But um, as far as playoff predictions go, I'm going to save that for another one because I usually don't like making my predictions until after the first round, but I think this year I, I will. input on how these teams are going to pan out for the rest of the season and how the the, the playoff bracket itself is going to turn out. season especially now with everyone dropping these 50 game 50 point games back to back dang i want to touch upon that too but i know i know i'm pressed for time i'm, I'm sorry but i really have to pick someone up in like five to ten minutes man um we should definitely get together again bro like write down some of these topics that are like kind of trailing off like we're talking playoffs um what did i just mention like right before i said oh yeah I'm just, because I actually wrote about some of this in my notes, like about the scoring upward part. Okay, well, I'll tell you this. I am not big on football, but if you want to get together possibly and I could just, you know, ask you some questions about how you feel about it and, you know, your thoughts on the whole thing, then we can do that. Alrighty, man. Hey, 
it. Thanks for, for um, orchestrating us. I was just really glad you reached out to me today, earlier today. We got to have this talk. Man, if I got another tweet from Woj, I swear like my head was gonna explode. Every two minutes it was something. It's hard to keep track. But um well, yeah, we'll definitely get back together. <laughs> we got a lot to, to to talk about here, man. Just from what we talked about here alone to follow up on. And but I I love man basketball. It's my favorite sport. Oh, man, I'm definitely going to have to check the, the box score on that. Jeez. And for people, and again, to reiterate, this is my boy Game Crazy Score. I believe you go by Game Crazy TTV now. There's G-A-M-3, not the E, Crazy TTV. And it won't hurt to, you know, still give him a follow on Twitch. Follow him at him on Twitter as well. Really funny guy. <laughs> but alright, man. Thank you, bro. Have a good one. Good night. Alright, so you guys, this is it for the Player Chatter Podcast today. Uh, it was a great talk. That was really fun. Thank you, Drish, for coming in and chat with me. I'm sorry I missed your messages, bro. I will be online. Not tonight, but um, maybe sometime this weekend. Oh, snap. This score text. Oh, okay. The room is done. But, um, yeah, thank you for anyone who listened, who came to listen in. I will try to extract the audio from this live stream to get this into, like, a raw footage type of situation or I will post this out as the second episode of this player channel podcast so it's kind of keeping it a surprise because I'm still editing the first episode it's going to be probably like a 10-15 minute little uh, segment that I had for myself um, it was kind of just a spur of the moment type of thing that I did because I wanted to really just start this podcast it's something I've been that's been on my mind for the last few years and I just needed to just go for it just open the door for myself but uh we will be back not just score he was a great guest but myself as well we'll be back with more people for you guys and more topics and more discussions about nba and maybe even more sports outside of basketball it was fun you guys guys have a great night this is your host jordan peace If you like what we discuss here on the pod and are wondering how you can engage, whether it's material you'd like to see covered or additional questions and inquiries about the Player Chatter Podcast itself, please feel free to reach out to us via email at playerchatterpodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Twitter at Player Chatter. Thank you, and I hope to see you all again next time.